0: Picture this, a CEO who believes they have all the answers, a manager who never admits to making mistakes, or a team leader who thinks they're the know-it-all. We've all encountered leaders whose egos seem to be so big they can't get their head through the door. And I know you understand the impact of that on their leadership and the people they lead. So today we're diving deep into the world of leadership ego, the hidden aspects that can make or break a team, an organization, or even a career. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the podcast. Today we're talking about why sometimes ego needs to go. But first, a quick mention regarding the last few episodes that have been on topics that are quite the opposite. Last week, I spoke with Dr. Paul White on the five languages of appreciation in the workplace. Uh, before that, I had an insightful conversation with Jacob Nordby about creativity and the importance of self reflection. And then the episode before that was on defeating self-doubt, which is a completely different topic <laughs> compared to today. Uh, I probably could have called this, this episode deflating the ego, but this is a different kind of problem for, for some leaders. Many years ago, I led a day-long strategic planning session that involved a board of an organization I'd been working with for a while. There were about 20 to 25 people in the room at a really nice hotel, And through my process, people were sharing lots of ideas, differences of opinion, disagreements, which is healthy, by the way, to a point. Uh, We talked about priorities, what people really wanted for that organization. And it was really an, an engaging session where it seemed everyone at the table had something to say. I made sure all voices were heard and thought we had a productive session until after everyone left, the CEO turned to me and said, Well, I'm glad all that's over with now, so I can do what I really want to do and what this company really needs to do. And it became clear that what we had been through for that whole day was simply an exercise. It's called going through the motions or check the box session. And this was very early in my consulting business. And it was then that I made a promise to myself that I would never lead another session like that that was ultimately going through the motions. And more importantly, that I would become more discerning about executives that I work with. In that example, it was a case of an executive leading by ego. So for purposes of this episode, I'll define ego in the context of leadership as a person's sense of self-importance or their self-esteem or self-identity. It encompasses their beliefs about their own abilities, knowledge, and the need for recognition or validation. So of course, you know, in leadership, there's a healthy level of self-confidence that's important to have. But when you have kind of this unchecked or inflated ego, it can really be a problem. Ego can blind leaders to their own limitations. It it makes them resistant to feedback. And it leads to decisions that are often driven by their personal pride as opposed to what's best for the team or the organization. So understanding and managing your ego is a critical aspect of effective leadership. It can impact your communication, your decision making, and the ability to build strong collaborative teams. And I have to say that since you're listening to my podcast, it's unlikely that you personally have ego issues because the leaders who have the biggest egos typically wouldn't listen to something like this. Uh, but you may work with executives who need to check their ego and possibly help them do it in some way. So I'll be sharing some ideas on how you can go about that in a few minutes. But first, I wanted to explore the topic of ego just a little bit more. There's, there's a great book I highly recommend, and it's not a leadership book. It's for anyone who wants to improve relationships in general. But many of the concepts still apply to leadership. It's called How to Be an Adult in Relationships the five keys to mindful loving by David Rico. And in that book, he talks about the concept of ego and offers five fundamental mindsets of ego that keep us from being present and seeing reality clearly. He actually describes them as bullies that intrude upon our pure experience of the present. But he, he also says that they're not to be construed as bad. The goal is simply to redirect their energies so that they can serve us and other people. So I'll explain. I wanted to actually quote from from the book, these five different mindsets of the ego. One is fear, fear of something or worrying, worrying about a situation or a person. So if that's the case, the ego might be saying, I perceive a threat in you, or I'm afraid you may not like me. So I'm on the defensive. Um, the second one is desire. The desire that this moment or person will meet our demands or expectations, grant our needed emotional supplies or fulfill our wishes. So in that case, it's saying I'm trying to get something from this or from you. A third mindset is judgment. And judgment can take the form of admiration, criticism, humor, positive or negative bias, labeling, blame. And so in that case, it might be saying I'm caught up in my own opinion about you or this. The fourth mindset is control and control happens when we force our own view or plan on someone else. So it's saying I'm attached to a particular outcome, or I'm caught up in the need to fix or persuade or advise or change you. And then the last one is illusion. Illusion overrides reality and may occur as denial, projection, hope, idealization, depreciation. So in that case, it's, it's like I have a mental picture of or belief about you. And this is obscuring what you're really like. So those are just the five different mindsets, fear, desire, judgment, control and illusion. And like I said, they're not necessarily you know, made out to be the villains, but they can be detrimental in relationships. You know, for example, instead of looking at fear as something bad, it might be uh, converted into wise caution, just as an example. So what examples of ego are you seeing at work that get in the way of effective leadership? Could it be a CEO of a struggling company who refuses to acknowledge or accept any criticism or feedback from their team members? you know, that leader might have a strong belief in their own abilities and decision making, but they might be dismissive about other people's viewpoints or ideas. Maybe, you know, despite declining performance indicators, and plummeting employee morale, this leader continues to make unilateral decisions, they're not seeking input from team members, they might be unwilling to admit mistakes or take responsibility for poor outcomes, or they might blame other people, or circumstances. So in this case, the leader's ego prevents them from seeing the need for change, self reflection, or seeking help from their team to turn things around. Their lack of self awareness regarding the negative impact of their ego can ultimately hinder the organization's progress. So ego can be a blind spot for many leaders. Uh, You know, blind spot is an area of the person's knowledge, or perception or understanding where they may be unaware of their own limitations or biases. When it comes to ego and leadership, it can create blind spots because leaders may not always recognize or admit how their pride or their need for control can negatively impact decision making and interactions with people. So I'm wondering what you're seeing. See if any of these common blind spots related to ego sound familiar to you. One is overconfidence. So the leaders overestimating their abilities and decisions leading to poor judgment or risky choices. Two, you might be seeing resistance to feedback because ego can make leaders resistant to criticism and prevent them from making any necessary improvements. Three is lack of self-awareness. Leaders may not realize how their behavior and decisions affect their team or their organization as a whole. Four is blame shifting. Instead of taking responsibility for failures or mistakes, leaders with inflated egos may blame others or external factors. And then five, inflexibility. Ego-driven leaders may be rigid in their approaches and be unwilling to adapt to changing circumstances. So recognizing and addressing these blind spots related to ego is crucial for personal growth and for effective leadership. It requires that self awareness that we've been talking about so much in almost every other episode, humility, a willingness to seek feedback. So you might be wondering okay, I get it, but how can I address the issue with someone else who needs to keep their ego in check? So don't worry, I've got you. Actually, when you approach a leader who needs to become more aware that their ego is hindering their effectiveness, it can be delicate and sensitive. Some of the brightest and most confident and even the most arrogant people I know have fragile egos. So when you use your own approach, keep these tips in mind. And I have eight tips today. Number one is check your own intention. So you're going to need to spend a little self-reflection time uh, before you talk to this leader. Take some time to reflect on your own motivations and intentions. Y- your intention is really ultimately to to help them improve leadership and the organization's well being. Number two is to choose the right time and place. So oftentimes, that's that's a private setting for your conversation where you're away from other distractions and interruptions. Timing is critical. So try to select that moment when the leader is relatively relaxed and more receptive. Uh, Tip number three, is to use I statements. So start the conversation by expressing your own feelings and observations, rather than making accusatory statements. For example, you might say, I've noticed that sometimes in our interactions, other people shut down, or uh, avoid terms like you always, that might make them more defensive. So just state your observations, what you're seeing, and then what the consequences are as a result of what their behavior is. Starting with I statements, number four is provide specific examples. The more concrete you can be, the better. Be respectful and non-judgmental as you you know speak with them. Number five is maybe to to suggest some assessment tools there There are lots of them out there, many of them I offer uh, where you could recommend leadership assessment tools, uh, three sixty degree feedback is another assessment that can be helpful. Uh, something that helps them gain more insight about their leadership style and impact on other people. This is data, and and that can really be valuable because then you can look at something that's a little more objective. The data can make it more difficult for leaders to deny or ignore <laughs> these kinds of issues. So, if you're interested in learning more about the tools that we use to help executives gain more self awareness, just let me know. I'd be glad to talk about your situation or share some uh, sample reports. Number six is to encourage. Seeking external perspective, you might want to encourage that leader to reach out to a mentor or coach, or someone who can give them more objective feedback. So it's not just, um, you know, the strictly internal feedback that they're getting. Look for external input. Number seven is to be patient and empathetic. You know, it takes time for leaders to work through these issues So you've got to be patient, let them work through their process and offer support and encouragement and follow up too. you know, to check in see how things are going. Are they noticing any positive changes? Uh, Be sure to reinforce anything that they're doing differently. That's working well. Positive reinforcement is so powerful. And then finally, number eight is you be the leader by example. You know, as a colleague or team member, you can demonstrate humility, self-awareness, a willingness to receive feedback yourself and, and be that positive example that can help others see that it's okay to ask for feedback. It's okay, you know, to still be in growth mode, even as a top leader. So Remember that the goal is to help the person grow and become more effective in their leadership role. Obviously, it's not to criticize or attack their ego. So again, approaching that conversation with empathy and reminding them that you've got this shared commitment together to help make the organization successful. And that's the ultimate goal. So I hope those tips are helpful. I keep thinking of that marketing slogan about egos you know, the little round waffle, Lego my ego. You got to let go of your ego and help others do the same. So until next time, I hope you have a great week ahead, checking your ego and doing the work that matters to you. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, be sure to share this episode with someone else who might benefit or leave a review. You can join my email list by going to workmatters.com so you don't miss an episode. And there you can learn more about ways we serve mission-driven leaders like you. If there's a challenge you want to discuss, I'd love to hear from you. In the meantime, keep growing as a leader, inspiring change, and doing the work that matters to you.